Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy movies, and talk a lot of crap. Today, we're going to be reviewing the movie Repo, the generic opera. This movie was directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, produced by Mark It's Berg. genetic opera. That's what I said. You said generic. Yeah, you said generic. Damn it, I do it all the fucking time. How Every often do you say time. genetic and generic? Apparently not often enough for me to be but able to you just to said you do it all the time. <clears throat> yeah, I screwed up all the time. Anyway, whatever. Uh, it's based on the Necromancer's Debt. Um, it's starring Alex Vega, Paul Sorvino, Anthony Stewart-Head, uh, Sarah Brightman, Paris Hilton, Bill Mosley, um, and some other people. And yeah, guys, welcome to my favorite musical. <laughs> For all you guys out there that said that I did not, that I don't like musicals, I I do. This is my favorite one. All us guys out here that say you don't like musicals, you said you don't like musicals. Not us. No. Ray said I don't like musicals. I never said that. You're the one who said it, that you're not into musicals. I have you fuckers on tape. Okay, then go ahead and pull it up right now. When we're done with this podcast, we can circle back around, but you're the one who's always said, I don't really care for musicals. You Dude, I'm telling you, because Ray and I love musicals, we know that. And yeah, and I said I've I've never been huge on them, but I never said I didn't like them. Okay, so never been huge. You are inferring a lot about us judging you for this when we never really have. You're Ray has. To... I know Ray has for a fact. <laughs> maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. I'm an <laughs> asshole. So the movie. What do you guys think of it? Oh, yeah. Right. Before we go into the movie, let me introduce the cast. On today's cast, we have Cece. Hello. Lindsay. Hello. Billy. Fuck you. And Ray. Sup. <laughs> And I am your host for today, Chris. <clears throat> All right, so let's see. As he said, "What did you guys think of the movie?" Because I know why I love this movie, and it isn't because it's the greatest movie. <laughs> that, that I think I that that is without question. However, it is still my favorite musical. But we'll go into that a little bit later. So, what did you guys think? Uh, so this was my second time seeing this movie. <clears throat> Um, and the first time I had been really, really excited to see it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is great. And the second time I wasn't as impressed as I was the first time. Really? Yeah. How come? I remember the music being better. I'm glad you touch up on that. We'll talk a little bit more about that later too. Cece, what did you think? Because this uh, was your first time watching it, right? Yes, it was. Okay. We um, got Lindsay's like original impressions and we got her secondary impressions. Yeah. So what about you? Um... As I text you, fuck, <laughs> am I watching? Um, so yeah, that was that was my thought. I uh, the music was catching and everything like that, and um, but I just some of the things I just couldn't get past. I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Billy, I enjoyed the movie. I wish um, Grave Robber was in it a lot more. My favorite. Mine too. And then some parts of the movie, it kind of felt like high school musical, fucking sweet, not 17, not sweet 16, or whatever that dumb bullshit song was. Yeah. Fucking hated it. The only thing that I hoped from that scene was for one of her tits to pop out the side of her shirt. And the boobs you do see are kind of disappointing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that. Toward the end, you see a woman who's praising uh, Genko. Or Jinko, and um, she shows off her breast. Yeah, no, not that one. The other one that he was hoping for boobs to pop out. The girl. Uh, that's the one. 
That's the one whenever she is starting to, uh, where she was going against her father, and she did this song called her about her being seventeen years old. It was like a rock song. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it's best that you don't. Um, <laughs> other than that, I didn't even fucking realize Paris Hilton was in it until like three fourths through the movie. Yeah. It's, I was like, I thought I would recognize that little rat face anywhere. Yeah, surprisingly, <laughs> this is the only thing that I've ever seen her in that I could stand her. Yeah. And I actually really liked the character. Me too. I didn't recognize her because her tits were larger than I remember. Fair <laughs> enough. What about you, Ray? What did you think of the movie? Meh. It was my second time watching it. Since, not... since you like musicals, I, I was particularly curious to know whether you'd like this one or not. Don't you ever think of me that... No, just playing. Um... <laughs> So the first time, I did not even know the fucking, what's her name, Alex Vega was in it. I didn't even know fucking Paris Hilton was in it. I only knew the dude from Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that was why I was excited to see it <clears throat> Same here. because I know he's a fantastic singer. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't think that they showcased his voice yeah. the way they could have in this. And I know that it's the way the music is written, but I don't think his voice was quite what, what the should have needed. Oh man, the way the music was written... The entire movie was a fucking song. Yeah, and that, well, yeah. that's, I mean, it's the hardcore musical. musicals are like that. But it wasn't good. I know, and that's <laughs> that the problem. We, okay, well, since we've already covered what everybody else thinks, I originally loved this movie. Loved it. I thought the music was great. I thought the acting was great. I thought really? the plot was great. I thought everything was great. I watched it as the second time around you for the music in preparation. Yes. In preparation for this episode, I watched it again. And holy hell, I, it's just not, it's just not the, the same. I think it was, it was like, like Lindsay, it didn't feel good anymore. I'm not even going to lie, because the first time I was I was excited. But then this time I was like, man, yeah. it's just... It, because the first time around, it was something new that we hadn't seen before. I guess so. And I could have done with a lot, with a lot of the sing, without a lot of the singing. Especially that fucking old guy, Rito, Rito, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could have done without him. I could have done without Paris Hilton, and I would have been fine. <laughs> Paris Hilton's my favorite part because her face melts off at the end. <laughs> I love that scene. Um, but yeah, no, I, I can kind of see that. I originally loved the music. Yeah. I was I was never really too happy with some of the lyrics. I always had issues with certain pieces lyrically. Um, but instrumentally, I always loved it. This time around, instrumentally, I found it to have issues in certain parts. And lyrically, I hated all of it. Yeah. I, there was Actually, not a single like song that I can see. The only except the one who grave uh, Gravedigger did. Yeah, that yeah. one. I yeah. Like that song grave was fantastic. Where he's talking about you know, it comes in a little black. In a little bit. Yeah, that one. It that one is arguably the best song yeah. of the. Entire. It kind of gave me like a crow type feel to it, and I loved it. Right. Yes. Yes. I had a very. Um, I know that Cece was comparing it to a couple things, <clears> but. Personally, especially watching it this time around, it reminded me, and don't kill me, guys, <laughs> of Rocky Horror. It did to me, too. Oh, there thank was God. A, yeah, there was a I fully expected like, him to jump out from no, that. No, I didn't. <laughs> that there was a part where I was like, this is kind of like Rocky Horror. It was yeah. with, actually, it was with the grave digger. Here's, yeah. here's the funny part, though. <laughs> Everybody knows how I was not a fan of Rocky Horror, and yep. I got turned around when we so watched it The part it where he was humping Paris Hilton, is that what you're talking about? What? Huh? No, because during that song, when the sexuality of the song, it showed uh, video clips of him being on top of Paris Hilton's character. 
Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. That wasn't what I was talking about, though. But it makes sense, right? It's way better than what you originally thought, and that's what matters. (laughs) Considering I was about to say that I actually prefer Rocky Horror over this one, you kind of ruined my review, but yeah, thanks. No. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Thanks for ruining it. I didn't ruin anything. I enhanced it. With sexuality. Yeah. Rocky Horror. Horror. It wasn't as much. It wasn't a lot of singing, but there were... Talking. Yeah, it was, was dialogue. Wasn't didn't he? That was one part of his. He said something about satisfaction. That was just like a pure image of yeah. Rocky Horror. That's why. For this one, like, for me, it was just. I mean, I know that this is it was meant to be a musical, but it was every single word. Well, and, but see, there are musicals who can do that, uh-huh. and it seems completely natural. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the last one that I saw that was like that, but it was... I feel like the sound of music is uh-huh. very music-centric. It's not. It's not. No? It's really not. No, there's a lot of go back to Go back and watch it before it's you been, it's comment been a very on long it. Time since yeah. I the sound yeah. of music, but for some reason, I always felt that it was music-centric. Not in a bad way, in a good yeah. way. It well, just, I mean, it always felt music-heavy. No, there's, um... No, the music they did for it was really good. But there was actually a lot. Of, it was actually a really well written movie. It's a really good plot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I forget what the last musical I saw where literally every word was sung was. But sometimes it works perfectly. Sweeney Todd was borderline like that too. Sweeney yeah, Todd had very so, little yeah, dialogue. Sweeney Todd did have a lot Sweeney of. Talk. It's why so, this. I know you probably won't like it, but Rent. That's a great musical. Rent I've seen great. Rent. Rent I haven't seen, but I've heard that it's really that's good. I just haven't seen it. But this movie, I've been curious too. this movie kind of reminded me of a cross of Rocky Horror Picture Show and Sweeney Todd. <laughs> it really <laughs> did. It was it like was maybe a D-rated Sweeney Todd and Rocky Horror Picture Show is already kind of D-rated in my opinion. No, I I, I can totally see that when you mention it that way. Yeah, yeah. To me, this movie felt like an amalgamation of Rocky Horror and uh, I blanked out on what the other one was, but yeah, it's 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 very mix and match to an extent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I loved the gruesomeness of it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yes, <laughs> and I loved Nathan. Amazing. If I were a father, I'd kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to be a father to kill everybody, but I am a father. I'm trying to kill people all the time. Ask <laughs> Yes. I completely, uh, I completely sympathize with that character. It's no, in real life too. In real life, I'll be walking around and somebody will look at one of the kids <clears throat> and I'll like stare them down. Like, look, I'm gonna kill one more time. I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can totally see it. Yeah, no, it's like I completely agree with everything that he did. So going back before we get a little too further into this movie, it's essentially, as I mentioned, um, this is kind of came to be from a story called The Necromancer's Debt. Uh, Essentially, the writer Darren Smith had a friend who was going through bankruptcy and uh, was losing everything in the foreclosure, so he came up with the idea of what if there was a future where you don't only lose your property, but you lose your organs, and kind of took off from that um, in that respect. So... Um, it seems that that play was a success, and that's kind of where he started to build the storyline for everybody else, which is partly why in the movie you see everything split in terms of the storyline for Mag, the storyline for Nathan, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of break, broken down in that regard where everybody gets their own arc, essentially. Yeah. Um, um, and it comes from that. Honestly, I thought the musical for Repo was amazing. The musical Even at though, the end of the movie? No, the the entire movie itself okay. was amazing. The, so a lot of the music wasn't very good. Um, 
it's kind of like they didn't even fucking try in some parts. I'm pretty sure they tried. There's there's no doubt about that. It was like whoever the writers were for some of that music just had a thought, said it, and just like, does it make sense? Doesn't fucking matter, man. Um, but it was way better than the actual movie Repo that they did a few years ago with Forrest Whitaker and oh yeah. That other dude? Yeah, I never saw that one. I um, saw that one, and originally, whenever yeah. we picked this movie, I thought that's you the movie we were reviewing. So I'm happy that yesterday I decided to watch <laughs> Repo Opera, and I was like, "Yeah, this isn't exact. This isn't what I remember." It's like so, so waiting for the big black dude with the lazy eye. I don't see him. <laughs> Everybody's singing. I'm like, "Yep, don't remember any of this." Yeah, I know. I wanted, to, I wanted to kind of be like, you know, surprise, guys. I picked the musical. Yeah, um, no, it's, it was really good. I, I just, again, I I, I remembered that, this movie with more fondness, <laughs> and I remember it better than it truly was. I, I really I did. Think, I think the thing that actually just drew me into it from the get-go was, like, the comic book style of introducing the characters and yes. all the storyline. I really enjoyed that. I did, too. That's um, for sure. That... At least made me want to watch the movie, and the other night I was wanting to watch like a scary kind of gory slasher film type movie, and I couldn't decide between like Annabelle or whatever else I was watching. I ended up watching it, but <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, if I was in the mood to watch a horror movie or a gory movie that wasn't too serious, it, I wouldn't have mind watching this one. Like, I wish I had seen this whenever I was in the mood to watch a scary movie. Even though it's not necessarily scary, it is kind of fucked up, and I enjoy that. Yeah. Like you said, it was very gory. I like... He was disemboweling the dude. That was awesome. (laughs) Visually, the movie's still (laughs) stunning to me. Like, if we were to narrow it down like that, cinematography, (laughs) visuals, all that stuff, I still love this movie for the way that it looked. It was very comic book. It was... It was. It reminded me of um, Tim Burton. No, not even <laughs> Tim Burton. It reminded me of. Um, is it Sin City? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me of that movie, where it was broken down as essentially a graphic novel. On. But unlike those movie. movies, I think. I think one of the charming parts about this movie is that it actually had a lower budget. It had to have had a lower budget. <laughs> I mean, from just looking at it. We'll get into the budget in a minute. But Ray, you were going to say something? No. No, oh, Ray I doesn't thought, say much. I thought you had something. Ray, say something sexy to me in Spanish. Que bello eres. What's I... that mean? What's that mean, lover? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's like, you know I like it when you spit on me after you say it. <laughs> Not for the love of God. Anyway, so for those of you that haven't watched the movie... The movie consists and takes place in the year 2056, where essentially there's an unnamed epidemic that is making organs fail, which leads to this one company named Jinko, who is now mass-producing organs so that people can survive. It sounds all one and dandy, but what it essentially leads to is to a future where everybody's just getting constant cosmetic surgeries and getting implants for everything to, uh, quote-unquote, make their bodies better. Uh, of course, there's people that get addicted to surgeries. Uh, Paris Hilton loses her face because of our addiction. And then there's a drug uh, as well involved 
uh, that is used for surgeries to help people go under that. Yeah, I don't remember. <clears throat> like they have the legal form of the drug that's uh, mass produced. They do. But then they have the drug where they're able to literally extract it from the dead bodies. And that's where the grave robbers come in, which is awesome. Yep. And then essentially what it boils down to, it's, it's, it's also a, the backstory is the guy who created Geneco was in love with this woman who left him for who eventually becomes the Repo Man after he accidentally murders his wife. Which we find out later was not an accident. It was murder. Yeah. yeah. By so, the Jinko Man. Story-wise, the story, or, or the backstory at least, as they were trying to portray it, is a really interesting story. It is. It's and really that's good. what led me to watch the movie in the first place. Because I do kind of feel like we are going to end up in a future where everybody's getting surgery for organs that they need and that are being mass-produced and it's going to get to a point where it's easier for people who need a heart transplant to get the heart that they need yeah. and survive. But with that will come the people who just want a new heart because why the fuck not? Hell, one of the examples that they put in the toward the end of the movie, too, this woman stands up and she goes, my liver was shot, but now, thanks to my new liver, I can drink all I want. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. You know, <laughs> And also, just pointing out the fact that the plot for the musical and the plot for the actual movie that was released, like, mass-produced or whatever, mm-hmm. completely different. It's not the same movie whatsoever. Okay. What do you mean? I'm confused. The original, the movie that they came out with in theaters like, several years ago with Forrest Whitaker. I can't ever remember the other dude's name. I'll it's look it up. yeah, thank you because I sound like a fucking dumbass. Uh, okay, so for the repo the, show versus the repo movie. Or well, the repo, the repo non-musical versus the musical, completely different plot. Jude Law. Are they even connected? Jude Law? No, they're no, not they're not. At all. They're not connected at all. It's the same. They use the same, the same idea. Concept. They yeah they use the same idea concept. Oh, so it's one of those cases where movie comes, you know, movie studio comes out with. Um, they take the idea, then, then they write their own script with. for yeah. it. Yeah, set in the near future, when artificial organs can be bought on credit, it revolves around a man who struggles to make pay- the payments on a heart he has purchased. It's not like they were trying to rip that idea off. It's literally the same name, except just Repo yeah. Man instead of Repo the, the Genetic Opera. opera. <laughs> yeah, I emphasize the not thing. generic. Generic, it's a generic. I mean, at this point. not not at all. So okay. So with the question of elective surgeries and mm-hmm. people getting organs and stuff, what would I get? Yes, <laughs> oh, I know what you would get. The eyes. I think the eyes are pretty badass. The eyes were. The badass. eyes were pretty badass. Like and I the would... way she took her eyes out. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do that anyways, if you're planning on dying, then just die. But don't damage the eyes. No, I mean, that's putting yourself through more pain than necessary if you're planning on just offering yourself. I don't think she intended yeah. to really offer herself. Yeah, because the, the but string she knew was, was going to happen. Yeah, but she had to take her... She was trying to take her power back. And she was trying to do things on her own terms to an extent, too. Because mm-hmm. she was stuck. She was hoping that just giving them back the eyes would keep her alive. Well, but, she destroyed you know, those she eyes. She also do it dangling <clears throat> over a very spiky fence. I don't know. Okay, so genetic surgery. I'd probably be something like Professor Gadget. <laughs> Inspector Gadget? <laughs> Inspector Gadget? No, no, no. He wants to be a professor. He wants to be yeah, smart, Yeah, he too. wants to be a professor, not inspector. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Thanks, guys. Um, You're welcome. I'm not going to say I was right or wrong in that. I'm just going to roll. I'm just going to stick with it. Just keep rolling. So, 
what would you get? Rolling, because rolling. long arms, a helicopter for a top head. So you, you literally mean Inspector, Inspector Gadget? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Laser eyes. Ray. I don't know. I really don't know. Or the do. dude from uh, Metalocalypse. You know the guy that lost his eyes in the submarine episode? <laughs> so he got big old laser eyes? True. <laughs> yeah. I actually think I'd do my eyes, too. Just I would, too. Yeah. I would. Okay. In a heartbeat. Would think twice about it. But that's something you actually need. What's something that you don't need that you would get? Flaming nipples to light my cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking Lindsay for a reason. <laughs> Maybe well, she, she can have flaming nipples to light my cigarette, too. <laughs> no, I just meant that I knew you would take it very far. And I was happy with your Inspector Gadget answer, because that was as PC as you get. Um, I don't really have anything. Oh, yeah, I want to think of more I mean, before this is need? over. Yeah, and that's what I don't know. That's why it's something that you, you would answer. It's not something that you need. Like Your eyesight oh. makes sense, because you wear glasses, and it'd be nice for you to not. Yeah. But oh, I can invert know. my knees so I can walk like a bird. <laughs> okay. Billy has really thought this out more than I thought he would have. Um. <laughs> I know for a fact I'd like to do my eyes just because I'm tired of contacts. Um, before as a nice to have? I don't know. I, I can't think of anything. Hmm. I, oh, I could put a blowhole on my back so I can swim in the ocean with the dolphins? <laughs> you need gills. No, because that's a little more complicated than just a blowhole. Yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You got an ass. Yeah, it's true. I could just breathe out of my ass. <laughs> I'll be like one of the whales that's just coming well, up. It's like, you talk out of it, so you know, yeah, it's like, <laughs> is that his ass showing up and it's just blowing water out of it? All right. So the question is: Is can you make it from point A to point B? With I feel like we're oh, probably never. Territory here. Yeah. Well, I was doing um. <clears throat> Oh my gosh. Um, For those who didn't hear Lindsay, she said we're going too far into Tusk territory. Oh, they heard me. I'm loud enough. You're far as hell. I'm not that far. Hmm. I was thinking they... With, um... David... Radcliffe? No. Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, yes, that one. Horns? The Swiss Army Man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. The Farting Corpse. Oh. The Farting Corpse. Mm. Okay. So we know Billy's favorite character was Gravedigger. Or Grave Robber. That's my favorite character as well. And Repo. The actual Repo Man. Yeah. Nathan. Anybody else, who's, anybody else with a favorite character? Um, I'd go Blind Mag. Mm-hmm. That's what really? I yeah, but I also just really like Sarah Brightman. So. Yeah, her eyes were badass. <laughs> they freaked me the fuck out whenever I first saw them. I was like, what the hell's going on with this bitch? Why did and, they freak you out, though? Because I didn't know that she had the uh, genetic... But you uh, know it's a movie, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't expecting oh, the eyes to be so yes different. Yes or no? <laughs> Make up your mind. Because you're like, yes, no. Which one is it? C. Um, yeah, no, I just wasn't oh expecting God, it. it yeah, I know, I did. <laughs> Whatever, you guys love me. We do. Um, I don't care, because I love you guys. I think about you every night. So the one thing that I Aww. saw that, <laughs> That's so sweet. that has made me a little sad because it hasn't happened is that this movie was supposed to be the middle part of a trilogy. They were supposed to come out with a sequel and they were supposed to come out with a prequel. That, as of yet, has not happened. I don't think it's... How, how I, well did it do in the... And I doubt that it's ever going to. It never hit theaters, did it? Uh, I don't 
concern. To be honest with you, I don't recall whether it actually hit uh, movie theaters or not. But let's see. According to um, this. No, because a piece of shit Jude Law Force Whitaker movie hit movie theaters, but this never did. And this came out, what, nine years ago? This came out in 2008. Nine years. Eight. Nine years ago. Yeah. Just say yes. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I wasn't able to find what the actual budget for it was. However, I'm um, assuming it, they paid everybody in like Crystal's hamburgers. It's it's possible. Um, it it is considered a cult classic type of thing. Um, they made 146,750 domestic. The budget was 8.5 million. 8.5 million. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they're not making another yeah, movie. Yeah, they're not making another one. It's 146,000 in domestic and 41,000 in foreign. Yeah. They made worldwide 188,126 dollars. So they didn't they make are anything. Never making another one, unfortunately. That's sad because the the plot was really good. The plot is a whole the reason, and, and I said I would get into this a little bit. But the thing now. is, the like, reason the why music I love this movie, sucked. Originally, I thought the music was good. No, the music sucked. And instrumentally, the music is still yeah. pretty good. Yeah. The instrumentals are good. The singing? The singing was terrible. The acting leaves a little bit to be desired. But the overall story is what I loved. Also, the ridiculous of it, the ridiculousness of it. I, I love a lot too. It, it was really it's still funny to me. You know what I mean? It's a pretty funny movie in in my eyes, which is why I still enjoy it. So, is it still my favorite musical to an extent? Just because it's so stupid that you know I have yeah. to enjoy it. But is it because it's a good one? Like I said in the beginning, hell no. You know it, the it's not at all. You know the I backstory mean, that I wanted in the movie. What Rito's two uh, female bodyguards. Who the fuck are they? I know, serious. They were some bad hats. Yeah. Peter Gabriel. They were Peter Gabriel? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Peter Gabriel-esque. Remember the um, Addicted to Love video? The girls in the background? That's what they reminded me of. Oh. No, I mean, they were badass, and they fucked shit up. But who the hell were they? Why? Why can they take down the repo man? Why don't? Why doesn't you just send them out to go get their fucking organs? It's a very good question. Um, I've never really wondered about them the way that you clearly do. They were just ancillary characters to me. But I, I mean, there's something there to develop at least, mm-hmm. or at least chances are. I love to the thing is be there and it could help be them develop. Explained. I mean, look at Mag. The way that Mag got caught into it is. She was blind. Her friend was with Roddy, and essentially he ended up owning her for the rest of her life. So for all we know, those are two girls who needed some sort of... Mulvey. Isn't her name Mulvey or something like that? Marnie. 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 Marnie, yeah. Marnie was her friend. So Marnie essentially got her the eyes, but it cost her her life to an extent. She just became a puppet for Jenko. Yeah, Jinko, not Jenko jeans. They got her before she got her eyes. She signed her name in blood. Had no idea. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so it's one of those cases, too, where, you know, for all I know, the girls could have just been the same case. They needed the implants, had no money, and, well, okay, you owe your life to me now. Oh, they seemed very eager. They were, like, robotic. Hmm. Well, again, after you've been upgraded to a certain extent, why not? I don't know. I guess you got a point. I mean, I would kill. So, with the... I actually found this number and I found it very interesting since 
the, the general consensus, consensus seems to be that this was a non-stop musical. They have 58 songs in this entire show, which I did not know it was that long or that many. I just figured that it was one very long one after another very long one. No, I mean, there was... Each scene had its own song, and there was a lot of different scenes. Some some were actual songs. Like, they lasted, like, two or three minutes, had... Um, I don't know what the fuck that's called. Mel- uh, chorus? Yeah, chorus. Like, some of it had, like, a repeating chorus and everything, which kind of bugged the shit out of me because it threw, threw off the tempo of the rest of the movie. But... Because of the chorus? Yeah. Because yeah, because they, they kept repeating what they were saying over and over so again. Like you've got an entire movie that's made of... Just, like, one long dialogue... Song. And, and then, then you, you in. yeah, then you just cut in just like random songs that repeats itself over and over again. I would have been happier if those songs were just a more melodic, well thought out verse of just one long song. A lot of a lot of bands do stuff like that where they don't really necessarily have a chorus. I mean, they might have like a small thing that they might repeat throughout the entire song, but a lot of bands actually have just a different story throughout what they write. So, Lindsay, since you mentioned that you are essentially one of Sarah Brightman's... You're a fan of hers. That you enjoy her. The info that I found was that this was apparently her first film appearance. But I don't know the validity of that. Um, Do you? I don't either, but I know... Are you are you just basing that on the fact that she was the muse for Phantom? No, no. It, I, I found a thing that said that this was supposedly her first film. Well, I mean, did you like scene? I was no, I wasn't able to because I I figured you had, but I was just curious about that. I don't know. Um, I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you. Hold on. Um. Are you on her page too? Macy's. And so. She was in. She did a song for Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, very talented, and I, I love her voice. Her voice was freaking yeah. awesome. So I just really liked her. And then in terms of songs, my favorite one was, again, where the grave robber mm-hmm. um, had the, the song in the middle. When they were in the alley and stuff, and uh, Paris one came to bit. get her surgery, uh-huh. talking about the little blue vial and whatever, mm-hmm. that was my favorite song. Yep. Yep. This is one. I agree. She apparently was in a TV movie in 1984, and then something called Aspects of Love in 2005. So, and I mean, it's her first film presence as a yeah. quote-unquote major film, but it wasn't really a major film. It's yeah. just a film kind of a disaster <laughs> in terms of budget. Like Jesus Christ! I mean, overall, it was. I mean, it was an enjoyable show. I wish I was prepared for as much of a musical um, as it was. Um, I was not. <laughs> I again, I was thinking that it would be a little bit more of the Rocky Horror, horror-ish, where it would be, you know, let's have a conversation, and then all of a sudden break out in song. Instead, this was just like all song. There, there was no time warp in this one. No, yeah, no. Unfortunately, would have been nice if there was a time warp to skip to the end at some point. <laughs> there, yes, I mean there was a few songs that I'd catch myself like. You know, tapping my feet too. Yeah. yeah, I wish there was one song that I had wanted to um, 
say something about, but I totally forgot which song it was. Do you remember um, what part of the movie? Not at all. Not at all. Funny, funny. Mm-hmm. What about Lindsay? Did you have any favorite song? Uh, just the Little Blue Vial song. The same one? So we all like the exact same song. Well, yeah, it goes to tell you how good the songs were. Yeah. To me, that was the only song that I didn't really remember. Now, did anybody understand, because I sure as hell didn't up until the very end of the movie, and to be frank, I didn't even remember, that how and why her dad is poisoning her to keep her to sick? Keep her sa- to keep her from, from inside leaving? and uh, safe. Yeah, he didn't want to lose her. Yeah. That was it. So if he keeps her, if he can convince her that she's sick and going outside is bad, then she's never going to go outside. Never discovered that she has a, you know, godmother and or life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a shame. I mean, I feel bad for the guy and losing his wife the way he did, but I don't know. I guess that's, when I watched it the first time, I didn't catch that. I, I caught it this time and I was kind of like, why? Yeah. Because I, I always thought that it was her just... I mean, having the same disease your mom had. Also, to be fair, you have to consider the types of people that he was associated with. I mean, he knew that they were evil people, and he was doing evil things. And but it was so much fun. Yeah, (laughs) of course it was. (laughs) But knowing how his wife died, who his wife was also lovers with, which was his employer, and what everyone was capable of. Having your daughter out in the world alone without your protection, that was kind of a, I I guess that was kind of his point in just trying to keep her around. But it's hard to convince somebody of that when you kind of have to admit it's like, I accidentally killed your mom. Yeah. Whatever. I will say, so I don't really remember the song very much, but I really did enjoy and had a good chuckle at him, uh, Using the guy as a puppet during that one. Time. Yes. <laughs> God, yes. That part uh, was awesome. That I know that's the part hilarious. where he disemboweled the dude. Yeah. He's like pissed off. He's like, I don't get no gratitude. And he's just fucking like yeah, ripping yeah. his fucking intestines out. Shoves his hand up his stomach and starts moving them out. Yeah. He starts talking. Talking like a... Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah. That was so good. I really... That was a fun part for me. I wish I was dressed up as Repo for the Halloween. That's a different type of evil than just killing people. Yeah. I mean, you have to be a pretty special type of person to... To enjoy it that much? Well, you know... Not, he, he doesn't even have to enjoy it, but just to do that. Yeah, it's like, I do a lot of mean shit that I don't enjoy, which is why I'm completely evil. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, it just takes a special type of person to do that. And it kind of... Yeah, he's he was going to be capable of all the nasty shit that he did, regardless if his daughter was in danger or not. Because that's who he was. Is that who he was or is that who he became? No, it's who he was. I think it's who he became because of the death of his wife. No, he was the Repo Man before that. <laughs> no, he wasn't. No. No, he wasn't. He was after He became the died. Repo Man when he accidentally... Because essentially, you, you come to learn and spoilers... And who the hell was the Repo the Man before that? There was no Repo Man before that. So what, the bill was passed 17 years prior to... The bill was passed... After a while, but essentially what happened is he he accidentally murdered his wife, quote unquote, and it's because Roddy poisoned the medicine. 
So then what Roddy did is he turned around and said, I will protect you. We will hide this information, but you got to come work for me. And mm-hmm. that's where he became the Reba Man. So he's been the Reba Man for as long as his daughter's been alive, but he wasn't always the Reba Man. He used to be a doctor. That's why at some point he calls uh, Shiloh to say, have you taken your medicine? And he's like, oh, no, I'm here with a patient. Oh, how does it look? It looks really grim. And then snaps his neck. I think he sapped the neck then said that. Well, whichever. Whichever one. The point is he mm-hmm. killed the guy. Yeah, he did. So clearly it is looking good. Fucking removed that asshole's spine. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, no, you may be right. It's whatever. So, I just I look at this movie and I guess part of what intrigues me is the possibility that this could all happen. I do fully see a future where people are getting these types of surgeries and I totally see a future where it kind where of looks like point, the current medical system doing a repo on somebody's organs is legal now I feel like they would prevent a murderous repo man out there mm. but I feel that they would still be able to find a way to you know drag your ass back to a hospital and take out whatever organ you haven't paid for have uh, you seen the current state of the world if, it, if it's one that you have to have to survive you're going to have to... You're basically killing that person. And mm-hmm. the, theoretically, there should be no doctors who would do that. Theoretically. And theoretically, the government shouldn't approve that. But... Yeah. We all know how disappointing the government could be. Yeah. So, that's kind of why I fear it. You like, fear there's people that have weird fears. I know. Like, my brother has a fear of technology uprising and taking over mankind. Uh, Terminator... Even the Terminator is has been or was my brother's favorite movie for a very long time. I came to real, find out not that long ago that he's terrified of it. So, like, when something like a new feature comes out for, like, your phone and, like, your phone can now do this and track you with this. My brother's like, fuck this. Uh-uh. I'm not playing this game. <laughs> and, he, and he wigs out about it. And it's something that truly bugs him because that movie made such an impression on him. Yeah. This is one of those movies that made an impression on me. I'm not. I'm super technology. I'm all like, let's bring out the AI. I'm not concerned about that future, but this future, I am. Where we live in a world where people are getting there's people like you away. that made Skynet what it was. Okay, <laughs> the people that supported technology, but not when obviously it was getting way too out of hand. <laughs> but you know, Mm-mm. but my phone has more features. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll all kill you. I can control absolutely everything through my phone now. But how what can, you don't realize that, that your awesome. phone is controlling you. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right, Which that is was our, That was a movie pitch idea for anybody who's listening that has money to make a film. <laughs> yeah. That the app controls you. <laughs> <gasps> it could be like a... God, what are those voodoo dolls? But instead of voodoo dolls, <laughs> you just have a phone app, and you make a God. What are those things called? An avatar of somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Okay, forget it. Clearly, we're never going to get greenlit for that film. Oh my God. Yeah, you can. I mean, those are, it's just spitballing ideas, man. Just improve on them as you may. So since we're talking about improvements, what is any something that you guys would do to improve this movie? Like we already know mm-hmm. some of the little faults that it has. I believe Lindsay wanted would showcase Nathan more. What Nathan I'm was in most of it. Yeah, I would have showcased his voice definitely. Oh, okay. yeah. Was it actually and take out the old guy? Yeah. Okay. 
take out the old guy. Fun. You know what the old guy, what bugged me about the old guy, the Roddy, um, was that sometimes he would sing and he would even be off key. That's what I'm saying. It's like- but then he would hit the high notes or like the long notes and he would actually hit yeah. them right. He's, he's a really great singer. So the problem isn't the singing. The problem is the music itself. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you can't put... You have a lovely voice, Chris, but your voice is not a Disney Prince voice. It's a different type of voice. Yeah. You're not going to be able to go out there and sing a Disney Prince type of song, but you can sing some more soulful stuff. That's the way yeah. your voice is built. I can see that. And I can you know what I mean? That. Yeah. So you get a, a movie like this that has a certain kind of voice required, and you put all these great singers in there. But not but their they're style. Not, not their style. Yeah, because Roddy did have a very... Opera esque. He, yeah. He's he's opera like you know classically opera trained. Yeah. Essentially, it seems. But that did bug me. It was some you know he would sustain notes like no other, and they would be on pitch. But then every time that he had to multiple verses and multiple words within that verse, yeah. it was a disaster. And notes were being missed. You know, tempo was off. You know, everything was just weird. He was off key and bugged the living hell out of me. Yeah. I That's think- another thing that I didn't notice the first time I watched it. I yeah. think another movie that I could kind of compare this to. Little Mermaid? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you blank out? It ain't that fun, so, is it? <laughs> think another movie you can compare this to. Has. Is that the plant movie? House of Little Shop of Horrors. It kind of reminded me of that in a little bit. The way that the silliness of the way that the silliness of the singing was between the two brothers and the sister. Absolutely yeah. fucking hated that. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I fucking love Rick Moranis though. Yeah, well, he wasn't in the movie, okay? <laughs> wasn't he? Hmm. He's still. He switched over okay. back to Repo. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure it's Rick yeah, Moranis. It yeah. But, no, the one thing I could have changed, not necessarily the actors, obviously it doesn't fucking matter, whoever wants to act it can act, I don't give a shit, but the dialogue between the brothers and the sister, and the fucking music, weird, it's high pitched, all over the place, erratic, just, it didn't make any sense, and I'm, I love chaos, but it was just bad. Yeah. It was. If I were to improve one thing about this, and I guess this is going to go against what I said at the beginning of this episode about liking musicals, but is to not make it a musical. I feel that if they would have made this movie, the other movie. <laughs> yes, but it's a different story. This is a guy trying to pay for the heart, not a guy. I don't who takes watch the away. other movie. You might like the story. I probably will, and I'm actually willing to watch it. But my point is, I th- I think this movie would have been really really good had they gone more of the heart the horror route. Yeah. Had, had they turned this into a horror movie, it w- I think it would have been a lot better. Forget the music, like forget anybody right. singing, just make it gruesome and and, and wasn't this you know what I mean. Stage show too. It was. It started off as a stage show, and when that did well, that's when they developed the movie and right. they expanded the characters and everybody had their own storylines. And that's when they decided, well, this is the middle of the story. Because apparently they wanted to be like Star Wars and start at the middle, <laughs> and then go back and then go forward. So. That's that was. It's a shame that they're not going to do it now. I think it's one of those cases where, in a world that we live in of remakes and reboots and all sorts of things, I hope that somebody revisits this 
and just does not do it as a musical and just does it as a horror film. Or redo it as a musical and make the music good. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's because I don't, I don't mind it being a musical. I just needed it to be better. <clears throat> okay, yeah, so like I said. As it, a musical, would you stick with rock music, like metal music? Yeah. or What other genre can you do with something like that? Like because the genre of music has to match the uh, theme of the show. You could make you it mariachi. <laughs> <laughs> no, not realistically though. You could make this with a multitude of genres, where you have different songs to portray, you know, different scenes. Yeah. Stuff. I think you could really you could do yeah. that. I think the metal, metal rock genre is exactly what it needs to be. Yeah, but yeah. but when you have when we're talking genre, I don't think of ballads as a genre. For me, you could have rock, metal, and ballads all into one and call that a musical. <clears throat> but you couldn't have rock, metal, and ballads and then, and then salsa or salsa. Let's throw some country in there too. No, it could happen. It could, but does it make it a good idea? Well, that's true. It have, but it'd have to be something very specific to the scene. You can't just have a random song with a salsa beat and think that that's going to work. That's right. There's also merengue and reggaeton. <laughs> I don't know. To me, my perspective of this movie it was like an A plus idea with, but it was a D rated movie idea with C with C execution. No, it was like a D rated movie. That's what it ended up being. Yeah. yeah, at best, unfortunately. Like even as you said, it had like an eight million dollar budget. I would not have guessed that at all. You figured that this was a low budget. Yeah, I thought it was an extremely low budget movie. Yeah, I can see that. It was probably mostly just paying people to be there. Like, because it did have some pretty big names in within it, or not like big, big, but yeah. like well enough that they they would have attained a pretty decent paycheck. You know what I mean? They've been around long enough that plus they had. For me, it would be more. I would imagine it's more not just you know paying people to be there, but you got to consider the lighting of that. You've got to do all those costumes and the the specialty makeup. And all of that stuff too. So, I mean, but they I mean also after did do nine of years of this being a cult classic, yeah. I had never heard of it. Is this a cult? cult? It is a. It's considered a cult classic. Is it? Really? Yeah, but I had it's never. Just, I, I guess if you were to think of it, really, what it should be, it should be a cult cult classic, <laughs> where it's a cult within the own cult, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, but it's like any. Any cult classic people are going to know about, even if they're even if it's the type of movie that people immediately didn't really catch on to or whatever. After nine years, if it was a good movie, then we more people seen, would know about. Yeah, it. yeah we would no, have seen you it. You have a point. Yeah, because I know I've never heard of this movie before. Yeah, not many people have. You actually come to find out that not many people have. When the movie came out, there was like a big push for like a good like three weeks, and then it died down. But if I recall correctly, I saw the trailer for this on MTV, and I was like, all right, I got to check this out. And that was it. And that's how I ended up checking it out. MTV. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Music television back when there was actually music on television. Yeah. And it was transitioning, so. It transitioned a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. So did anybody else have any final thoughts on on the movie? Anything that... You know, I still would have fucked Paris Hilton in a little pink butthole. Yeah, I would not. But I'm just kind of surprised. It's like, where did those tits come from? I mean, is nobody going to. Duct tape. Was it? Yep. 
Had to have been. Because <laughs> that's why I didn't recognize her. I was like, I was like, those. That's not Paris Hilton's. I've or seen, stuffing. I've seen One Night in Paris, and that's not the woman I know. Well, thank you for joining us in the review of One Night in Paris. <laughs> but you know what? Now that you mentioned that movie, how weird is that name? And how accurate is that name? I think that's the whole point. Yeah, it's, 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 it's meant to be pun. No, pun, I, I pun, get that. My fantastic. point is, so is it whoever, has, yeah. <laughs> it's whoever has the job of making up porn title names mm-hmm. has a pretty badass job. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there isn't one specific person that each director goes to. It's like, hey, let's go talk to Steve because... I don't know. It's the porn industry. You never know. It's possible. It's easy to make up a pun, pun name for whatever you're doing if you're that passionate about whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. Hobbits. But fucking each other. All right, we're done. And with that, wow. thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Control C for Reaper the Genetic Opera. I like how I emphasize that one. <gasps> yeah, it's like the Hobbit's gangbang, Lord of the Copper. Anyway, make sure to check us out every Monday for a new episode. Make sure to See, check us easy. out on our website at geekandcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at geekandcast. Thank you to the cast, Cece. Bye. Lindsay. So, like the Jamaican porn that's Pokemon. God really? damn it, Billy. Pokemon. <laughs> Billy. Yeah. Billy said bye bye. Okay, and Fuck Ray. You. Thank you. All right, bye, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs>